and a mouse keep running, running and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am Jim. I'll be joined by my man Jason in just a second as we go through this week's books. But before we do that, let me remind you all to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, to check out some written reviews of the week's Marvel Comics. And then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com. Slash Weird Science to help us out for everything we do here on this feed and get a ton of other shows as well. One of the big things each week, the badass level of the Get Fresh crew, the badasses, beep boop, they end up picking two books from that week's books that we end up featuring on a Patreon only podcast. This week, they ended up picking two pretty big ones Fantastic Four number 43 and Thor. Number 25, continuing the Banners of War. Fantastic Four, continuing the Reckoning War here. We have a lot of wars and Banners of War and things going on. Oh, my goodness. And if you do go over and listen to that, me and Jason not seeing real eye to eye on those books. But you'd have to go and check that out over on the Patreon. Now, with all of that, if you want to click on things and see links to all of these things that I talked about and a couple other things as well, go into the show notes. You'll end up seeing a campsite bio where it's a link tree type deal. Click on that. Find all our links to everything weird science, including the DC Comics podcast and our manga podcast as well. If you're not aware that we do all that stuff there. But with all of that said and done, we're going to go off and talk a couple books here. Me and Jason trying to, you know, make some heads or tails of what's going on. Try to stay positive, though we're not. Whatever. You'll see. You'll see how it is, but off we go. Me and Jason talking some comics. And I'm here with my man Jason. What up, Jason? You know, Jim, it's been kind of a busy week here, you know? I started one new podcast, and I got banned from another. So, you know, take one, you lose one. You got banned forever suggesting anything on the manga podcast, even though it wasn't your suggestion. It was not even my suggestion. Luke mentioned your name in his mouth, and I said- That was enough. (laughs) That was enough to get me banned. With the deal, you're banned. Well, with that, we ended up where- calling an audible in this here show because we weren't going to talk about spider punk and then you begged to talk about it because you you love it (laughs) so we'll see if you're banned again when we get to it but we have three books here in a week that's very odd a lot of delays a lot of things coming out yeah coming out late and things like that and trying to kind of play catch up of what went on in the other like you end up going into say you know iron fist i'm like well what's going on here and what it took me a little to get back in the flow of some of these books that there's going to be more and more delays coming up. We end up having a paper shortage, but Marvel, I don't know. There are a lot of the things that I've been dealing Is with, say, the, the Star Wars they talk and things. about the paper, but I'm not sure if that's – maybe There was that's an the announcement that Marvel is going to have some really bad – uh, delays coming up. Yeah, but. I mean, I've been been talking to Chris because you know Chris and I are doing that X Men show leading up to that that big Axe event, and we're I'm trying to put together a schedule of what when these issues are coming out, and I'm thinking, yeah, all these dates are going to start slipping. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see how that plays out with a lot of the books, and even before that, you have to remember if you are collecting 
the books, the actual books, the paper got real crappy too, right before. And I think that the, you know, clap back on that, they're like, well, we're going to have a shortage then because a lot of people were complaining about the paper quality of a lot of the Marvel things as well. And now with the shortage, you're going to get I would as, guess. as much money as people are paying for these paper copies of books. I could imagine being upset if you're not getting the good stuff. Yeah. And I remember my man Trevitt said that it was awful. Like I, I go digital. So, you know, it's the same for me, but you know, go green is what I say. Not X-Men green. You don't want to go anywhere near that, but Please with don't. all this going on, uh, it's just tough to get into these and kind of like, okay, and I said to you on our Patreon Spotlight, one of the big things that does show me what books actually did hit with me in some of these, which the first one I actually didn't have as much of a hard time, you know, getting into. And what is that, Jace? This is Venom Lethal Protector number two. Eddie Brock is in over his head. The love of his life, Anne Weying, has found a new man and has accepted a marriage proposal from him. Meanwhile, dangerous and malevolent forces are aligning against Brock's violent alter ego Venom, manipulating the wicked wall crawler and the supervillains of New York into conflict for reasons unknown. It is written by David Michelini, art by Ivan Fiorelli, colors by Brian Valenza, letters by VC's Travis Lanham. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that this is the greatest issue or the greatest deal, but I did remember it's what was going quite on. It's not as much fun as last time. Last time was a blast. This was still a good time. Okay. But not as much fun. Yeah, yeah, Betty, he comes back to his deal, and you thought, and we thought that the Venom symbiote had been dead. He ends up bringing it back, carrying it like a dead cat that right. run so over in the just road. Just remind everybody, this is a back-in-the-day kind of book. So this is not current Ram V kind of Venom. This is back in the classic era. Eddie is still meathead Eddie Brock, just got fired for the newspaper for faking that story or getting the story wrong. And he's still kind of learning how to how to be part of this whole Venom symbiote thing. Yeah, so last time, the symbiote got damaged by fighting with Humbug, because Humbug has these you know, uh, bug sound powers, which is great. With his so Walkman. He, he, he's carried back this uh, – all his Walkman, many, many Walkman. So he's carried back this little lump of symbiote goo. He thinks it's his dead symbiote buddy. And it's so dumb, but it's fun dumb that he gets a spark on it from a, a fire, and that shocks the, the symbiote back to life. And he's like, oh, my God, it's like a defibrillator. Oh, my God, he's back. Yeah. And he's I love the dialogue here because it's such old-school expository dialogue, him talking to himself. He it has feels like some, some almost, almost like Stan Lee would have written. Yeah, at one point, he gets, like, really over the top with a weird sort of dialogue. Not as bad as Spider-Punk at the end, but still, no, but it, it was kind this, of funny. It's weird to actually do a thing calling back to the old way comics were written. And I appreciated what he's, what Michelin's trying to do here. And again, is he trying to do it or is he an old guy who this is how he writes? I mean, he yeah, did yeah, right yeah. back in the day. So I don't know. When we go with this, he ends up, it's forced. I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't have as much fun as we did that first issue because when he gets the Venom symbiote back, you end up where he's, you know, walking around humbugs, kind of watching him and seeing what's going on. He's still trying to do his deal. Um, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of puddles and Hydra Man attacks. And it's just a battle. And it's not great. It, it's okay. I mean, it, it just me ends laugh. up being I nothing. I it's kind of I'd... funny that we get Hydra Man, who we just saw die in the current era Venom book. So, But this, it's a fight and Venom can't punch the water because he's made of water and you know hard to punch that kind of like sandman but wetter 
So what Venom does is he sees very conveniently a big truck full of industrial laundry a lot supplies. Of convenience here. <laughs> Yeah, he's got yeah, industrial cleaner. A, than he- yeah, it's a truck full of like fabric softener, I guess. And he dumps that on top of Hydro Man, lowering his surface tension. And for some reason, that weakens him. It turns him into bubbles. And then Venom shoots the bubbles with a nail gun. That he gets from a guy like, I'm going to borrow it. And I'm like, I don't know that you need a nail gun to do that. It just ends up being something. And he yeah, does and then, that. then Hydro Man bubbles goes down yeah, the drain. he goes down the drain. And, you so know, silly. Like an old time commercial. And yeah, with that then, you have Humbug. Because this just happens. And then Venom walks away. I mean, right. this is just this a is disaster us, again, area. There's, there's somebody out there targeting Venom. And we know it's this whatever institute it was, or we presume that's what this is all tied to. But yeah, so this is just reminding us, yeah, there's somebody sending the bad guys after them. Yeah, it's like the Life Foundation is, is going. But even then you have, you know, this other uh, blood spider and death shield who you ended up in the first issue that Humbug was going to team up with or wanted to. And they're like, ah, get out of here. But yeah, now that they see that he actually was able to, in their mind, maybe even get close to killing Venom, which he did. They're like, oh, man, you could be on. They go over the top, and I don't know why Humbug is going, but you're our leader now. He's like, really? The leader? That's cool. Humbug is just desperate for praise. He, he, if somebody's saying something nice about him, well, he must mean it. They're clearly just using Humbug. They're going to kill him off at the end because they don't want to split the reward with him. We yeah, don't know the who's big thing him. is, Yeah, the big thing is distraction because they think that Venom comes, and he's going to seek out Humbug. So right there you have it because the police are surrounding Humbug's apartment, and he says, I can't get all my bugs and things like that, all my equipment. And an unemployment check, right. I can't have them all go and search the city for Venom. And they said, oh, he'll find you. I mean, your your secret identity, it's not so secret. He's going to find you. And he's like, okay, well, that's cool. I'm the leader. In the meantime, they just want him to show up. And they're just going to flame both Venom and probably Humbug if he's in the way, the way that they're playing this out. That's their big plan. Wait until yeah. Venom is distracted, then set him on fire. So with that, though, Eddie, who, you know, has been fired, all this, he heads over to the Daily Globe and he just walks in and he's like, hey, you got to see the boss. I'm like, this is weird. It, it shouldn't. This guy is fired. Well, I don't understand because at the beginning we see Eddie Brock there with a, a coat on, which I guess is actually the Venom symbiote. He changes his appearance, but he doesn't really change his appearance. Who is he trying to look like? And the thing is, it's weird. It seems like it, the look, I thought he was like a maintenance guy, but he says, morning, boss. You know, hey, wants to see me on... Uh, yeah, he's morning. Him. I, think, I think it's morning. Yeah, boss, boss wants, wants to, see, to me. see me. He, It's him, though. And this guy goes, oh, man, make sure he doesn't eat you alive, Right, pal. so does this guy <laughs> recognize Eddie Brock? Because Eddie Brock used to work here, so is he trying to look like his old self? I don't – he shouldn't because they should be hating him. He shouldn't be allowed in there, right? He, the idea right, – and so it's well known by people in this building that he's Venom, it seems. Something even. wonky with the art and the story here. I don't know what they're trying to communicate, but, again, but it didn't work. Who, could it, who else could it be? You've never set up anybody so that if we did see it be another person, I guess we could guess. But no idea. It just looks it's like confusing. Eddie. And even when he goes and sits down, it's just him. And he goes, he, he walks just goes into from a, a, cube, a brown yeah. a brown coat to a black jacket. That's his disguise. Yeah. yeah, there it is. And then he walks into an executive's deal, gets on the computer, says, "I hope they didn't change the passwords, which they probably would." But he ends up getting in, and now it's just I'm going to gather information, including what made me laugh because it does look. And again, the timing of what would be on here, internet, yes, no, whatever. But it does look like. 
out of nowhere, front page news that Anne is getting married. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, I figured that, that must just be their website header. That's the way the website works. But again, why would you need to be at the Daily Bu- the Daily Globe to see this? And you he's could do this saying from home. like he's tapping into their right. system. And that would just be a normal thing. Plus, again, I don't know what year this is supposed to be. It's, it's yeah, it's it's got a modern looking monitor and stuff. I, yeah, like that. Knows? That always throws you off when it has that. Like you're going too modern, and he's just tapping right, we're, away. We're going back in this. the day, but the back of the day has slid forward because of the time scale. Eh, no, don't worry about it. I guess. So he's there. But he doesn't even say, like, I'm heading into a specific office. He just goes, oh, yeah, they have the ex- executive offices. I can't go to a cubicle. Like, none of this really makes sense very much. And then this guy comes I in. don't know why he needed to go to the Daily Globe for this. If he knows the password, he should be able to log in from, you know, his own I guess he doesn't own a computer. A library, yeah. I don't know. And so he ends up where this but guy we needed comes to have in. The reason he's here is because he needs to have this encounter with this guy, what's this guy's name? Dallas. Dallas. Somebody yeah. he, he knew from working at the, the 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 paper, but Dallas is now scared of him because he knows that he's this crazy venom thing. And, and then he calls uh, him a traitor. We used to work together, and maybe it's you know you didn't defend me when I. Or I guess just being fired. scared. I think he's yeah. just mad. He's well, just he upset calls him a this. traitor. It's just so I weird. Think, I think for being play. scared and saying leave me alone because he's hoping this guy is still going to be his buddy like back in the old days. Yeah, I I get the idea that they're not never were buddies. I I don't know. He ends well, up Eddie saying, thinks though. We know Eddie's a meathead in this. Eddie thinks oh somebody's going to be nice to me because nobody's nice to me, and he's kind of still. I think his brain's not quite right because he's been interfacing with a symbiote and it's new so i the think he's just a little like off. hey we shared that byline like they did one thing together and he's like i think that share a drink was him to kind of like hey don't turn me in here and i'm a good guy i'm getting the hell out of here but st- i mean he broke in here and he's doing bad things but this guy ends up getting scared and then venom goes hey maybe we'll go back and eat him later but he's nobody he's a nobody i mean it doesn't matter either way but he goes off Odyssey. then and then goes, you know, directly then to, you know, fight. He's going to end yeah, up fighting he Humbug. Where Humbug lives, and he's going to look for him there, and he sees him conveniently on the roof across the street. And we know he's there because uh, Blood Spider and Death Shield have him out there as bait. And it works perfectly. At least this, this part works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, they go back and forth a bit here. And you end up having Venom Eddie saying, hey, I kind of learned to do things. At one point, he actually said that he went to the paper to find out his, his Humbug's weakness. His yes. weakness is get rid of his Walkman. That, there's his weakness. Also, it looks like his weakness is he's weak <laughs> to large chunks of metal falling on him because yeah. that's what that's what uh, uh, Venom does after he says, I found your weakness. Clunk, yeah. here's some steel. No, I'm weak to that too, Jim. It's my secret weakness. Yeah, it's uh, everybody. The idea too, I'm going to goop up your hands. All yeah. right. I thought that some was weird good. weaknesses yeah. he had that there. That was fine. Uh, so he's going to yeah. plug up the sonic emitters, but he can make just a loud, the shattering rumble of the white-shouldered bumblebee. Love that humbug dialogue and that bust the webbing loose. Yeah, he's he's good. Humbug's the best. He, he really is. He's like the breakout star of this. Uh but the problem is, is this is just a setup, like you said, with, yeah. you know, Blood Spider and Death Shield. Now, with that, yeah, you end up, <laughs> I thought that this battle might have been a little longer here, where you end up having Blood Spider comes out with this flamethrower on, mm-hmm. and all Venom does is goop up the end of it to make it explode on him. Yes. And now, but he is, all the, this team is just going down, each issue, one of oh, them's and out. Oh, my gosh, this, he dies spectacularly. 
spectacularly. So he he really, I guess you could say he kills himself because it's been all gooped up. Oh, the yeah. end. He pulls the trigger anyway. He's and it's lit. just, it's, oof. Go read comics. I, I meant to hit the, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant to hit the rim shot. He's lit, people. Much oh, my there goodness we go. you'll, gracious. You'll editing. Yes, be fine. That, I but will yeah, not. So Blood that, Spider is just burnt to a crispy cinder. It is. Yeah. And the next panel where you see is what's left, he is, <laughs> he's gone, which is weird because I think he shows up after this in continuity, but. We're not yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Not the thing is, is well, what we find out later, that's actually Uncle Owen. Later, oh, no. it's not Blood Spider. But, but then end Death, up where Death Shield Death just Shield's runs off. Funny. He's seen enough. I love Death Shield. It's like, you killed him, bro. I'm going to get the heck out of here. <laughs> he starts running. <laughs> so, yeah, he lives to fight another day, maybe. But he goes off. And the big thing of this is Humbug going back and forth. And Eddie, or at least Venom, realizes all we have to do is tap in, get some electricity. And then we'll short out short all, all the walk of bands. these Walkmen. And, you know, he ends up where it's sad. I mean, it actually, there's a little bit of feels here where mm-hmm. you have Humbug say, just kill me already. And then, what? What? You yeah, want to die? He's, he's, he's lost like, yeah, everything. I, I died before. I he, nothing. His yeah. whole life was his, his bugs, his research, right? That was his whole thing. And he had his funding taken away by Empire State University. And he says, well, okay, I this is my last big hope. You fried me. You win. Just kill me. But- Eddie sees a kindred spirit. He says, evil men took away everything that mean, meant something to you. We understand. Because Eddie's been there, too. And that's nice. Yeah. I mean, right there is, which is the gem, is what my big thing by the mm. end of the issue will be. But with that, I really do wish, and I know because you're playing back in the day, it doesn't matter all around, whatever, but kind of wish that. All of a sudden, there'll be some money that shows up, and you end up humbugging and go off and do his research a little. Uh, but at the end, Eddie kind of goes back home, and he is approached by uh, Dr. Dana Harwood, who says, hey, I kind of you know, have some eyes on you. We've been watching. I kind of have some things I might want to talk to you about. Eddie kind of freaks out. I don't like being spied on. And then, I mean, a big cliffhanger, she says, and how about this? I can maybe get it so that the sonic stuff, like, that won't be a weakness for you anymore. And he's like, mm-hmm. I might be listening then. It's, and we know cool. last issue, she's working for the Life Foundation folks, and they say she says to them, I will have Venom in your control in like 24 hours, I think she yeah, says. Yeah, so this is so not on the up and up. We know she's I, not on the up and up. She's working against Venom. a twist. She's a uh, gem in disguise. Maybe. I guess it could be. I mean, maybe she's, she's second a turncoat. She's switched sides. Yes. She does have a long coat on, so that would be easy and to a turn, turn. Yes. Right? Yeah. She can go. I don't like that look. I, that turtleneck seems really odd, too. But overall, I thought the art was pretty good. You have a lot. Yeah. of The faces look a little plasticky in my mind. They almost look kind they of a- do, but, but I think in the, the style Costume works. stuff looks good. And, and the action. You could follow it, and it's kind of fun, but- Overall, might be my book of the week. I mean, it's not a huge book. It's not something that you have to read, but at least it's some fun. It's when a we're... fun. It's it's not quite as much fun as the first one. Yeah, the regular Venom book is taking so long. You know that. Yeah, it's not fun. So this actually is a nice alternative to it. If you are somebody, you know, saying ah that uh, I'll still read the Ram V L Ewing stuff, but it's taking so long, it's not fun. This will be your you know little fun deal to have. So. I like it enough, but what would you give it? 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought that, it, again, wasn't quite as wonderful. And the first time you meet Humbug, you can't do that again because that was just a, the, the gem of gems last time. So yeah, it was still we fun. laughed so much I, about I that. Love, I love the old-fashioned dialogue. I love Eddie expository dialoguing himself just as, just as a meat. I love Meathead Eddie. So I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going 7. I'm going 7 out of 10. I did enjoy it enough, so. We're gonna move on now. Things start getting real. We're gonna get real with this here. We're gonna start. Oh, oh, let up. me let me turn We're gonna my start seat up the real section here. I just spun my hat around the seat around. We're gonna talk to the kids down at their level here. Where I don't know. Maybe these books should do that. Maybe you'd have it. But we're gonna start with Iron Fist. Iron Fist number three. Me and you have kind of struggled with this book anyway. The idea of you know it's just not a great story. You end up having characters just thrown at you, and I realized with that. When we have the delay, what I was talking about earlier is when you start out here, I'm like, I, I don't remember anything that's going on in this book. And I no. that just shows me the that the character work is any, not, any they don't have any them. sort of deal. No. And the only hook is that he's got pieces of sword in his arm. And and every time they talk about when it hurts, it, they never, it never really works for me. It's like, oh, ow, it hurts. Ow, it's awful. Ow, it's fine. It, they don't convey anything that's supposed to make this work. I mean, seriously, if you had rock candy in your arm, you'd be pretty pissed too. But even then, when you go, not many people, I don't know if Alyssa Wong realizes or not, but not many people read that Swordmaster book. So you you can't rely on that. Now you're going to take the C-list character and run a whole book around him? And even if this you issue, like that character. This issue has no Danny Rand. No, no, the not at all. The first two issues had a little. The first one had kind of a lot of... A lot of Danny Rand, second one, a little Danny Rand. Now they've phased – Danny Rand's been phased completely out of this book, I think. And Lin Leah cannot carry this book. And Swordmaster sold less than 10,000. It was like 6,000 at one point when there were actually solid sales numbers and there were before the – you know, it wasn't selling. And it just nobody knows. I don't think this character well enough to just rely on that. You need to do character work and there's not much character work going on in this at all which i think is a shame but iron fist number three is written by Alyssa long with art by michael oig and ashan chen I'm, I'm looking i don't even like these credits i can barely read and then victor olazaba keith champagne and don ho on inks also michael oig doing that so a lot of inkers uh jay david ramos on colors and vcs trevis lanham on letters lin lee who was once the sword master wielder of the mighty sword of fuzi one of three ancient supernatural weapons created to destroy Chaiyu, the god of war and dark destroyer. All right, see, there's, I'm saying, none of this was well set up in the actual book itself, and that's a shame. During a great battle against demons from another dimension, Lin Lee took the brunt of an attack against his ally, White Fox. The sword shattered, causing shards to embed themselves into within his hands. While on the verge of death, Lin Lee was saved by the Chi of Shaolo, the Undying, the dragon protector of the mysterious city of Kunlun. Shallow bestowed the power of the Iron Fist on Lin Lee. Now he must track down the remaining shards of the Shattered Sword before agents of Chaiyo can use them to bring back the Dark Destroyer. Lin Lee is the Iron Fist. So we go with a beginning oh boy. that is a flashback with him and his brother. Right. Because last time I had to go back to the previous issue because I had no memory of what happened. Last one ended with uh, Lin Lee's brother, Lin Feng. Showing up at the first tomb of Tomb yeah, of Chiyu, yeah. because he has what three tombs? Yeah, so he was showing up there, being all bad guy, demon guy, trying to break into the tomb. So now we get the flashback to Shanghai many years ago, and we see the two brothers as kids 
breaking into their dad's study while dad's away at an archaeological dig. And all we see here is that we have two glowing eyes that I think are eyes on the poster. Is that what we're supposed to see? The wall hanging tapestry, whatever it is. So I, I guess we're supposed to think this is when the badness got into Brother Lin Fang. Yeah, I would think this is Chayo, the, the poster there. Now, what I love is the tale of the disappearing book. Is what I like where you end up where they're they're there against the wall. You mm-hmm. have Lin Lee, he's looking. Then he's looking again. Oh, what, is that a it. sword? Then the book's gone. Then he's thinking, I'm like, I, is the, why <laughs> do this progression? It's in, in the dad's office, we see an X-Man comic book and we see a, an Iron, an Iron Fist, Fist well. comic book. Okay, so the dad likes to goof off sometimes he's when he's doing, he when he's doing up, his archaeology. He's off at Comic-Con. He is no archaeology. You end up where they go in here and they think he's an archaeologist. He's he just, just dresses an up as Indiana yeah. Jones. Right. Yeah, That's he all just he goes is. in cosplay. cosplay. He's off to the Comic-Con. <laughs> Kids, it's off to a gig. He goes off. He's, he's LARPing. Somebody, somebody failed their saving throw versus nerd. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. I think we did. Uh, but yeah, so you end up where we go to the first tomb of Chayo, where you do have his brother Fang, who is, we saw, he kind of came about. He's like, thanks for, you know, getting me unlocked here. And I look pretty cool, right? Very stylish to come out of this deal. He's got a and vest go, on. Right? Yeah. I mean, look at him. He's got the, the button down, everything popping the collar. I mean, this guy is a fashion plate, but he ends up, hey, you don't know, you need character work. You don't need. Like, like at this point, I don't need him to touch people and have them, you know, get old. Like, again, Indiana Jones almost. I need he character got old, work. I don't think I'm old or just turned into a demon. I think that they ended Maybe up getting old. They're losing their teeth. It looks like my mother, for Christ's sake. But then Christ you see sakes. at the bottom of the page, he starts attacking his friend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, he, it's I think just goes, weird. I, goes again, elderly demon. With that, you know, he says, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm brought back. I'm going to bring back the deal. I'm going to stop my brother while you end up having Lin Lee. He ends up, you know, kind of of the body. Like, oh, my God, I, I sense this. Everything just gets thrown at you. And it just doesn't hit with me because I don't care about the characters no. yet because you haven't really established them So we well. go back and we see Lin Lee slash Swordsman slash Iron Fist. And he has this, his spidey sense, but his spidey sense is shards of metal in his arms, pulling him in one direction. And so he knows something's up. But he's not being pulled towards the tomb. He's being pulled back toward Mei Min's house, which is the place he's been living at here in Kunlun. So which we he, finally get resolution to something that we wanted we do. to have, but we it's do. weird. Now it's with not that, great, but we get something. I, I said that the shards reminded me of Rock Candy. I'm wrong. What this reminds me of, you were in a barroom brawl. Somebody had a Heineken and ended up smashing. Ooh, oh, my ouch. God. It's right in my arm. That's what it reminds me of. I This is what happens when I Maybe read something. Maybe he was in El Paso. I have no interest. Maybe he was. I, don't get me angry. Don't get me angry about that. <laughs> and so they end up being, they end up seeing this you light. You have to right? the spotlight for that oh, anger, yeah. folks. Oh, yeah. Let me yell and scream. I've yelled more at you in the past you know, hour here than I have at my wife. And I yell at her a lot, too. But you oh end up where all this going on. In Jim a good has way, issues with his co I yell, I love you, baby. I just yell it out, out of Wait, anywhere. To me but or to, my, to your wife? Anyway, moving both. on. Uh, but, yeah. So with this all, you <laughs> – you end up having just characters. And again, it's one of those where you haven't set up any of them really, especially like Yang Yi, where he's, I'm going right. all, with you. All we know about him, he's, he's a rival. He wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, he's a rival. He wants he to be, to be the Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Okay, so <laughs> name, 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 
and Yang Yi go with Lin Lei. They end up going off to her house. And we saw this before. We saw May's house. She says, oh, my God, I see this, you know, energy over the house. And they go running off. And in the meantime, just crashing through these poor people's houses and all these things. You know, mm-hmm. you end up where they tip over what might be a food cart. Uh, but they end up getting to this house and they see the energy coming out. of it. They go in. What design is this of the dad? Because we saw it's the pretty dad. Gross. I mean, having a horn out of your eye, but also having a, it's weird in my mind. But yeah, it's the dad wasn't really the dad. He had been taken over by a demon earlier. And yes, now apparently he the dad's been attacking. replaced kind of pod person like. Yeah, he's been living yeah. there in the dad's place for months now. And we, we got a splash page, which should be impressive, but it's. Again, it looks it looks unfinished to me. It looks like somebody had a cool idea. They sketched it in, but I don't know. It was the inkers inkers were supposed to put in the details? It's, yeah, I think I don't there were some problems with this being. De- it was delayed, but I don't mm-hmm. know why. What? But yeah, you know, four inkers, something's going on. But yeah, they go and this dad you know reveals himself and says, "And we knew this. We didn't know why, but now we know fully." So then this he's is trying happening to get the, the- simultaneously with Lin Fang breaking into the tomb. So I is. Was this set up as a diversion? Was this simultaneously no, I think on he's trying to get the shards. I mean, I think he's trying to get the deal. He's been there for months. So why did he decide at this at this instance, he decided, okay, I'm no more subterfuge. I'm just going to you know, knock the mom down, rip the whole house to pieces, and shake this puzzle box until somebody comes and helps me. He can't figure out how to open the puzzle box. He's not going to trying puzzles. to. And in the meantime, with that one vault, being open i think that that's when you kick it into high gear he needs to get that sword and he's trying to but he can't he ends up not being able to get it because he can't open the puzzle box and ends up i'm guessing that the mom maybe even walked in on him trying to get into the box and that's where it sets it off whatnot but you know they end up with a fight it's gonna happen just because it's happened i mean this book isn't great the progressions aren't great and there's no there's no character work whatsoever there really isn't in three issues we have nothing. Not much. No. And so all we get, I mean, really, what we get is, uh, you know, Lin Light saying, I got to get the sword, the sword, the shards, the sword, the sword. That's all you'll ever get from yeah, him. So we get a fight. So we get Mei Min and the guy with two Y's in his name. Yang they Yi. They kind of get Yang Yi. I know they're both, dub- they're all double letters. That's all I remember. So they get grabbed as hostage and they says, okay, Lin Leia, you got to open this puzzle box and give me the shards or I'm going to kill your friends. So Linlea, he opens the box and then he does the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen, ever, maybe, maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a comic. He takes these pieces of the sword and he rams them, he, he grinds them into his own forearms, which is horrible. Like, oh my gosh. I guess this he is thinks, gross. Well, and somehow, the other ones are there, so I'll I might give him some friends. Him. He's been collecting these shards. So he, this somehow powers himself up, which I think this is a bad lesson to tell the kids, hey, kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, my lesson is you have a guy who's saying – now, legitimately, demon dad here, if he wins out, he's going to – like, Lin Lei is not going to live if this plan of, you know, demon dad comes through. He's going to kill him. So sure. if that happens – He's now just the shards are in his. He just plucks them out. They were in a box that this guy said he didn't know how to open. I can't open this box. Why are you opening <laughs> it and putting them in your forum? Because this guy is going to try to kill you anyway. And now you've just and given it to him. If that's the really case. Ch- we're only three issues in. Is this supposed to change the characters? That initially it he had. The power he had, him up. 
He does. He had some I don't shards understand. in his arms already and some in a box. And now the ones that were in the box, he, he cuts himself with them and he crams them in his own arms. I don't arms. know why he does it. I, and seriously? I don't know. I thought, and I'm, I'm not even joking, when this was going down, I thought, just to throw in again your band, but I'll bring up the manga pot. I thought this was a Jujutsu Kaisen thing. I thought he was going to eat them. I thought he was going to oh. eat the shards. Now there's real trouble a day and a half later, but at least they're <laughs> safe now. But I just like, oh, my God. What? But he takes, them out. he takes them out to shove them into his arm. But that's just this guy is trying to kill you if he kills you. He just cuts off that arm and goes off. You're sure. done. You but now, failed. Lin Lei is super powered up. He <laughs> yeah. punches right through Demon Dad. He yeah. flies through his <laughs> chest headfirst. Nasty panel. So gross. It's gish kind of sound That's effects. That's like the, the Hulk in the banner with the hammer. I mean, yeah, it's very much it's disgusting. Even then, I, I love the idea because you have to spell out that the dad, Maimon's dad, that he's dead. He's gone. This demon says, I consumed your father. He's been gone for months. Right. I've that been gives Lin Leia permission to do all this nasty stuff because we're not, we're not saving dad. Dad's now, not the, coming on the back. side. Maimon's like, he was the best dad I had the last two months. What's going on here? He was so great. Oh. Uh, but the idea that the mom then is like, oh, I'm, I'm like, no, come on, go full out here. You know, give us a. But while that's all going on, and he does just fly through him, uh, you do then as, have... As a Superman right through his tummy. Uh, he does. And then you have Fang, his brother, Lindley's brother there, going Back off the to get the next deal, you know, get the chains and whatnot, too. Yeah, this art is unclear, too, because it goes into this first tomb, and I guess this is the giant demon skull of Chiyu, right? It's all chained up. It's got horns coming out of it. What he's doing is getting the scabbard. Yeah, he ends up he getting He looks like David scabbard. Bowie now, and he gets this scabbard. Labyrinth and I guess David Bowie. One of the things he's collecting, and he somehow sends a message back. I guess he's talking through the dying demon dad because he sends the message back to tell Linlea, I'm going to meet you at the second tomb of Chiyu. So that's obviously where we're going for our next issue. Now, it is and weird because he says, and it's not – you would think that maybe he could talk like – right, and he's like, the dying demon's like – and by the way, my master's looking forward to seeing you. I'm like, I don't get like the whole deal of this and what's going on. That thing is so dead. But then you have these demons behind him. And it just made me laugh when he's like, oh, good. I have the scabbard. But he says it powers him up. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. The mom's well, still we, we alive. We find out though. that mom's, yeah. May Min's mom is injured, but going to be okay. So they're going to send her off to get healed from Sparrow. And then our three double letter pals are going to undisclosed location in China, which I guess is they're going to the second tomb. So they, they use whatever Iron Fist teleportation system, and they, they run into a bunch of spiders and cobwebs, and it turns out that they are caught by Fat Cobra and Bride of Nine Spiders, who are both immortal weapons. Now, we've seen – I know I've I've seen Fat Cobra before. Yeah, he, he was shows in the Agents of Wakanda. The, he shows up in a few of these, you know, karate type Yeah, Well, books. he's an Iron Fist guy. He also, uh, in the side deal, taught Elvis Presley karate. So, or at least martial arts. I don't want to say karate exactly. But in the Marvel Universe, he taught Elvis how to I do those moves. Yeah. yeah, he ends up saying all those moves that Elvis did. You, you can blame Fat Cobra for that. Uh, <laughs> and the, the jumpsuits and things like that. Uh, but yeah, at the end, I'm and that's like, our right. And I, uh, with that, I wouldn't. Ex- I, it's weird because it's like nice to finally meet you, 
you're coming with us as Fat Cobra. Yeah, so I'm not so sure. For, yeah, I'm know. not so sure they're on the bad side of things. I think that maybe Although even they, though it shows he some does fighting. Grab, he grabs Lin Leia by the neck and slams him against a tree. Is that just how you say hello in China? I, I think know. it's like you better stop your damn brother and we're going to go get him. And I, that's what I think. Because Fat Cobra, I kind of like Fat Cobra. I don't want him to go full bad there with a big fat belly and them tattoos. But uh, yeah, the next deal, the cover, they're fighting. But I think it's going to be like fighting until you're friends type right. of thing. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Your, your I classic have no Marvel idea. have a fight, then team up. Oh, we're really on the same side? We could have figured that out in, in two sentences early on? Again, Who that's knew? why Fat Cobra's like, I shouldn't greet people with slamming them into the you know the tree. That's what Elvis liked. <laughs> it's like, all though. his fault there. But yeah, Elvis, Elvis taught Elvis me like, that. Hey there! He ends up giving him the karate chop. Uh, well, what would you give this? Uh, I did not enjoy this book. I don't like any of the characters. The art is fine. The story is dull. We're on a a treasure hunt to go to the next next thing, the next thing, the next thing. The upgrade to Iron Fist is just one of the dumbest things I've ever read. So I'm giving this a three and a half out of ten. I'm a, I'm a four, and I'm not oh, being positive, convinced. Jimmy. I'm not being convinced that I should like Lin Lay. Also, here here's the deal: we already said it. Swordmaster, nobody read. So then you get into the Iron Fist deal, and the whole thing is based on him trying to get his sword back. No, he's Iron Fist. Do something with that. Do something where I want to see this character more. With that, I think that when this is over, me and you discuss what would happen in the future with the deal or whatever, I think that the Iron Fist book just goes away because I don't think anybody's going to care about this. And then we'll just see down the line, it'll pop up in different things. But I don't think that you'll have an ongoing coming out of this because it's not good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid they're going to put it away in the same shelf where Darkhawk is currently yeah, stored. Yeah, you're just going to have them like, eh, you know, that didn't work and hopefully not blame the character because it's not the character, it's the writer. They're, they're doing it, you know, Alyssa Wong is doing nothing here to make me care about anything going on in this book. The ca- there's no character work at all. It is fights to the next deal. Like you said, you have a lot of things. There's scavenger hunt things, but it's not even a scavenger hunt, even though he is trying to find the shards of the sword, but that's kind of pushed aside. Then you have like everything gets pushed aside to just the next thing. And this brother relationship, it's not really played out well. It's, it's just not a well written book at all. And the art's wonky in it. So that is not good. I should maybe even go down, but I'm going to save going down. For the next issue, because we're going to end oh with goodness. a audible at the line. We're like Peyton Manning here. Spider Punk number two. Omaha, we weren't going to talk about this. Yeah, just yell Omaha. We were not going to talk about this book, but then we started talking. Me and you started talking about how bad it <laughs> was between, and started laughing right. because. In between shows, we started talking about did you read this, this stupid issue? And we decided it would be more fun to talk about this bad issue. Than to talk about the other Wolverine bad issue we had patch. To talk about. We were going to do yeah. Wolverine Patch just to let it's, everybody know. It's and just that boring. Book's a mess and boring. And the funny thing is that I ended up saying about the Spider Punk, I wanted to talk about it because the first issue, uh, and I do believe it was on the Patreon. So if you aren't on the Patreon, I'll let you know that it sucked. It was terrible. And I saw some people that's, you that's know, the arguing summary, yeah. that it was good. It wasn't. It's terrible. Hey, if people liked it, people allowed to like whatever garbage books they want to like. I'm not going to fight them. I know that when I played hockey, I got a little, you know, a little vicious. I did. They would call me what no. Cody Ziegler is, a hack. But I was doing it with my stick. He's doing it with the pen. 
He's terrible. He's an awful writer. Which is should not be writing Marvel comics. That's just me. Yeah. So you end up having that first issue. God awful. Just awful. But in a funny way, because, you know, it's it's funny in the way that you point at it and laugh at it. It's not like (laughs) it's funny, like it's, you know, telling jokes and we're laughing along. No, not like Bob Newhart kind of. No. No. Yeah, exactly. This is no Steve Martin. We're, We're pointing and laughing. And so we get to this and I read it and I thought, this one's kind of boring. It's not even that. But then we started talking about it and I realized, oh, it's the, he found some new ways to be bad and we can talk about those. Spider-Punk number two, it's written by captivating Cody Ziegler. And I don't want to shame anybody, so we'll move on from that. Art by Justin Mason, Jagged. Justin, do you get this? This is punk. Jagged, Justin Mason. Uh, colors by Jovial, Jim Gerald. <laughs> punk. Oh, my goodness. And then VCs, Tenacious. Travis Lanham on letters. Previously, Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk, smashed his guitar <laughs> into the skull of the villainous venomized Norman Osborn, the president of the United States of America. Hobie and the – I can't even read this. I got I got to go even big in here. Hobie and the punk underground thought that'd be enough to change the current state of affairs. But the chaos looks to run deeper than they could ever have expected. Really? That's Craven the Hunter. More complicated than hitting a guy with a guitar and yeah, everything hit him better? with the guitar. I thought that would have fixed everything. This is how we do things. Craven and the Hunters have brought the chaos and Taskmaster to their doorstep. Now, just to, to set this up, uh, this is not our 616 universe. So you end up having this Earth. That no, Cody Ziegler does nothing 138, with. apparently. He does nothing with. In fact, at points, I get the idea that there's not many people. This is post-apocalyptic. Like, I have no idea. But yet, there is people. I don't know. We don't know. Is there any kind of government? They don't. They never arrest any of the bad guys. Let them walk away. So I don't know if we've defunded yeah, is the there police, police? Is there? And that's the thing. Is it a punk world? In the way that they're the punks and they're against that, or is it a punk world like everybody's just doing what the hell they want? You don't know. That's what it seems, but I don't even know if that's it. So you end up where Taskmaster has come in to take out the spider band here, but it's like all of them, but why, what? You end up finding out one little thing, but somebody's hired both Taskmaster and I think separately the Hunters. It seems, but by the end, that's my biggest problem. At the end, it seems like... I guess like, we told the, the hunters were just given weapons. Here's the deal. At the end, it seems like Taskmaster actually paid the hunters and Craven to do the dirty work because he does say, I gave them... My, it doesn't make sense. I think that the hunters are going to leave, but then Taskmaster offers to bribe them with a tiny pittance to he stick around that and at help one point, But then at the end, he ends up saying... That it, we'll get to it because I'm well, telling you, I'm looking at it sense. now. He says, this dump you call a base. At one point he says, I figured I'd pass the hands-on stuff to our friend Craven. But was that just in this issue or before? Because mm. why then is Craven there in the first place? He actually says that. Yeah, capitalism yeah, sucks, but I I guess this. they're all tied back to the same big bad guy, but I don't know I don't know what their uh, reporting make sense, structure right? looks like. So you end up having this, and one of the big things that we said on the first issue, at least I did, is first off, this is hardly anything punk. I said that Cody Ziegler is more of Run DMC, 84 hip-hop type deal. That kind of continues here, but all he does is like catchphrases, and he ends up with this dialogue that is it's awful. Painful. It's 
awful. What you have with Taskmaster is he likes to add S's to everything. It's an old guy trying to talk like the kids down on the street, and it comes across really cringy. I just think he is trying to do something that isn't him and just has, yeah, it's, it's, hey, where are the young kids at? It's so bad. And it doesn't feel like anything punk. So you end up going in. But yeah, even the start, the first thing Taskmaster's there and goes, consider this, yeah, eviction notice. I'm like, oh my. And then in that, Spider-Punk himself, the way that he talks here is so over the top. Even his thing, you're fittest beyond cool, Mr. Sword Skull Guy. But if you're with Craven, that means you're the bad guy. Sorry. Not sorry. And then they're oh. like, what? Like, I already want to punch Spider-Punk right in his stupid face. I, I want all of them to die. The way these kids talk to each other is is just painfully bad. Yeah. And then you end up having Taskmaster say, hey, listen, any task you have, I can steal what you do. And then then just introduce himself. I'm Taskmaster. And then the big play here, the joke then is because Taskmaster can get anybody's Deal. This is Taskmaster with dollar signs for S's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because it's really. capitalism, I guess. Yeah, and so, but even it's so weird. Like you don't even get it. It's so stupid. But he ends up. Hey, I can get your abilities. He's just going to yell out what he does, and we know Taskmaster. That's it. But that is just where the one trick pony Cody Ziggler. Then, oh man, he's a poser, and that is said throughout. Oh, that's we gotta the stop word. The yes. poser. We got to stop the poser. We got to stop the poser. We got to stop the poser. And this doesn't play out as anything. Now, if if you're me and you want to just go nonsense, like I want a punk world. I right. want to know the world where I think that the government, they're like Disco Dan or something. I need something <laughs> where they're like against something. But this ends up being capitalism. That's awful. Let's fight. And they just start fighting and nothing is happening. They're just talking trash to each other. And you end up having Taskmaster like, Yes, all kids want to do that. Everything with an S. Everything going. Here's here's Taskmaster. Ha ha. Nah, I'm just yanking your crank. I'm about <laughs> to kill you all. I'm not making any of that up. That's exactly what it says. I'm just yanking your crank. I'm about to kill you all. And when you say that, all I think of is capitalism. You're right. Capitalism. Like... <laughs> That's like, I think that's a Milton Friedman quote, actually. Exactly. Why isn't Taskmaster in this if you're playing that? Why isn't he more of a businessman? Why isn't he like, and again, it goes into the 80s, but why isn't he like yuppie man where he's there? Stock trader, right. But with that, then, you have Craven, who is, you know, zipped up. He's webbed up against the wall. And you end up having this heads up, Ruski. Job's not over till this dump is clear of all varmints. I mean, (laughs) he's Yosemite Sam. He's pulling in all these different – nobody is consistent. Everybody has the same mishmash of crazy linguistic references. Why isn't references. Craven talking in like a Russian accent? Why it's, aren't it's playing kind of like that off? They, they talk about how Brian Michael Bendis, all the characters sound the same. Here they all sound the same, but they all sound like the same soup of oh my God. odd things rammed Brian together. Brian Michael Bendis, they sound the same as generic comic book character number one. These guys and gals sound the same of yeah, Buffy the Vampire they, character sort that, of thing. Gilmore Girls. This is yeah. 
I want to slap everyone upside the head. I, I mean, you end up having well, a that's, hey, that's still Gilmore Girls for me. Why isn't he like, da, me, you know, in Russia, you hit me <laughs> like something stupid, but have Taskmaster be more businessy, have crave, have, have some yeah. distinction between the two of them or between the heroes. They all talk the same. They all talk the same and it's all annoying. It's all annoying. Even, even Kamala Khan, who you'd think would have something different. She sounds exactly the same. Yeah, I love that every time. It's all Yaz with, with the Taskmaster. And then they're going at it and there's Riri. I hate the posers. I'm like, get off of it. Come on. What is going on in that, this book? That joke wasn't funny the first four times. They're just fighting. You don't even really know at this point. We find out then because of exposition why they're attacking, what they're doing here. But even then, how? what is what is you end up having? How does Taskmaster get? The craven out of this webbing. I it ends up like a laser. What is what does he do? I don't even know. He, there's a thing where he he zaps Riri with a, a, his shield, but there's something taped to the shield with the word "boom" written on it. But then it's what a shock. It? it looks like. Is, but yeah, that looks, it looks almost like a canister of gas or shaving cream. I don't know. And and he throws the shield, and this had already happened. And yeah, Riri. Oh, what are you going to try that same move again? And then she gets electrocuted and says, oh, no, my, my you know, suit shut down. She needs to reboot her su- suit. Yeah. I guess that he figured this needed to happen because th- they would overpower like, too many of their characters. Whatnot. The standard fight idea where first the bad guy is ahead and then something happens to give the heroes the advantage. So right now, that's, we're at with the low point now where, where Taskmaster is winning and then we see a giant and big and fist come in which also has a giant knuckle duster thing that says Embiggen, but that shouldn't grow to six feet wide. Like I think that it's can. actually part of her. I don't even think it's a, an item. I think that she's made her fist make that in that. It's it's ridiculous. Ew, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Now, with that, all this that happened up to this point, Hobie, spider but he's not doing anything. He's just standing he's, he's there. He's standing around. And yeah. then he gets kicked in the face. By Taskmaster, who says, made you look, because they ended up shocking me. What was he doing this whole time? He was doing nothing. And then you end up having Kamala show up. And then the idea, she saves oh, the man, you're late. But, man, you had the best entrance. What, what, what's going Girl, on? how you always late, but still manage to have the best entrance. And the answer is, built different. <laughs> built, <laughs> built different. Like, that even, think of something Kamala that Khan, is character. But yeah, Kamala. And so when she goes, the big play here where Cody Ziegler wants to think he's clever is that idea Taskmaster can see what you do and emulate it. But could he do that when it's stretchy powers? Because he can't, because he can't. But why? This is just you know wasted space. had powers he couldn't copy? Spider-Punk with the webs. Maybe he could have done that. Or the idea of any of these attacks – or anything yeah. that's special. You're showing or that the, these or the characters lady nothing. in the Iron Man suit who can throw zappy blasts. He can't copy that no. either. Yeah, you can't copy any of the real things they're doing except throw a shield, which he already does. So that was the one he kept. But yeah, there's nothing here. And so they end up, you know, yelling and he's like, I'm going to really enjoy this. They're going back and forth. When you end up having Kamala come, now you end up having, you know, the tables turn as they would until they don't, until they do again. Because you end up where, I'm telling you, the Taskmaster with this deal, and he's like, all you kids we're have 12, to do. We're 12 pages in, and it's still the one fight scene. Yeah, it's still this one. It's just that's what it is. Now, 
it is confusing about who's working for who, what they're doing, what's going on. Suddenly, I mean, really, it, out of it's not out of nowhere. He has it, but all of a sudden he has Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy as well. That thing is huge. But he ends up with him and Craven. Now all of a sudden, too, if you look, there's some of his hunters behind that I didn't even know. I thought they were long gone uh, by this point through this attack. But it's going to be yeah. Where they come from? They because they had up. captured. They had captured Craven uh, himself. Yeah. I don't know where those are. They're other just behind him now. And now it's all right. We're going to have a big spread page fight here. And you have, you know, Taskmaster, I dig this. And they go, and now you're completely right about the knuckle, brass knuckles. Those don't seem to be part of his skin now. Before it looked like they were. Now they're not. They're just humongous. I, I don't get it. So Craven's uh, going to run away because he's, I, you know, I'm out of here. But then Taskmaster offers him 5% of whatever fees he's making. What was he getting before? But then, I, but, but then Craven's in. He's not only in, he's into the point of being so dedicated to this cause, he's going to kill himself to take out the heroes. He overloads, I think on purpose. I don't think on, this is the weird gun. deal. The weird play is he has this arm thing and he hits. Now he should know what's going on. He pushes buttons on it, and after he pushes the buttons on purpose, it starts to the, gets glowier and glory and starts to overpower to explode. So I think he does this on purpose. We don't get anything that says, "Oh, that's it's been damaged, it's malfunctioned." It looks like he does it on purpose. I don't know, like what would be his deal of what? I don't think he's wait what. Saying like, oh, you're not going to die with me. I think that there's something weird going on here. He no, says, I think the the wait what is because uh, Taskmaster is run off and leaving yeah, him to explode on his own. I don't think that he would own. care. I mean, what would he care if I mean, it's going to be the thing Why he's would doing? He blow what would, up? Well, I'm saying I don't think it was supposed to. I think there's something weird going on here that we don't because it's not explained. The idea that I think he looks and goes, why'd he run away? Like, what's going on? Because then he's like, oh my god, and it blows up. It's just weird. Because he says that the big play here is that they're trying to get the spider ban because somehow underneath the community center where their base is, there's mm-hmm. also an old Osborne tech safe black house site. base black site. What a they coincidence. They didn't know of. You know, they had no idea it was there. And this is the deal that they mm-hmm. came. And by the way, we're also going to kill you. Yep. And in two two panels later, it's when the explosion happened. And it's a, it's a full page giant explosion that appears to be way bigger than the community center itself. We don't see a lot of scale, but it looks like we're outside, and it looks like everyone should be dead, like in a five-block radius, should all be dead, gone. And then we come to the next page, and Riri now has Sue Storm powers to make a protective bubble around people, which... I'm not a I'm not a huge Riri fan, so I don't think she has these powers. I've never seen them. Yeah, before. I don't know, but I, I like Riri, but it's some force shield type deal. But right, so but everyone else not in this bubble should be dead. And everything in a you know a five block radius. This looks yes, like a nuclear it explosion into the ground and reveals the black site, which is in some it's in some sub basement, right? So we've gone through the earth to reveal this. It's the only reason he did this because he needed a way for them to mm-hmm. get into the sub basement. It's so forced. Didn't damage any of the computers. No, didn't think of no. anything else. I mean, it should have <laughs> destroyed everything. Right. And the screens are still on. The computers are still working. And so they go down into this base, and the first thing they see is a giant wall-sized computer map showing all the other top-secret bases. Yeah, now, you know. I don't know about you. I've never had top-secret bases, but I would not put a map to all the locations in each one of them. 
I'm not like you. I would. Not only that, but in my black site that I'm not mm-hmm. going to go anywhere near, I'm also going to keep the computer fully on and, and have it right there. Like, you don't even have to do anything. I want to make sure they find out all the black sites in there. <laughs> I just want to go back because this is the idea of dialogue to Cody Ziegler. Yeah, this black is, site in your area. <laughs> here we go. It is. Here is Taskmaster telling them, not the whole thing, but starting off to tell them what exactly they have been sitting on this whole time. Ain't just no community center you alls is sitting uh, on. Use alls. <laughs> use alls. It it's left so out an S. Bad. Do it right, Jim. Uh, yeah, it's just bad. I mean, that is just, and that's where, again, there's where you have beep, 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 Craven's doing the thing, you talk and say nothing, we're going to show the world together. I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going on here when he does sacrifice himself. But they go down, they see this black site center, and they end up deciding, okay, we're going to go down there. And she says, uh, here's Riri, still scanning, but there's <laughs> there's death, some real serious tech down there. Stuff so advanced, I can't and do the process. And then they make some excuse for why Riri could not have noticed all this time that below her own laboratory, there was a super secret lab. Oh, it was shielded or something. Okay. Yep. And then you have the feels where Hobie's like, you know what? We keep on fighting and we're not getting nowhere. And then I ended up, I we, I hit, I don't know if you know this, I yes, hit the now, president with my guitar and it meant nothing. It turns into a group therapy session where they all yeah. they all emotionally oh validate each other in the I mean, they most do. horrible, annoying way over yeah. and over and over again. I mean, what, it's like gets almost embarrassing. It's one of those like, Beyond you know, hey man, too. you're the best, Hope. You're awesome. You're spider punk. All right, next. You're awesome. You're <laughs> it just goes down the line. You think I'd hang up that? I love the idea that Cody Ziegler has people in this go. You think I would hang out with somebody that mm-hmm. we don't know what they would hang here's, out, whatever. Here's Captain America or whatever. Cap, is he Captain Anarchy? Whatever he is. Here's what he says. He says, it's okay for you to feel those feelings because it's not right and it's not fair. Just know you're not alone in all this. We all got your back. 100%. You're a natural born leader. But don't feel like you can't spread some of that weight across our shoulders. I'm pretty strong, if you don't remember. And we're in, like, the worst after-school special you've ever seen. Yeah. Plus in a building that has to have structural damage. I mean, get out of there. You're going to – this place just exploded. And then as they're saying that, I love the idea of, oh, crap, look, weapons. (laughs) They're just there. They're like, oh, weapons. Oh, they look old. (laughs) Just like, what is going on? Like, just grab these things. These things look like you know laser guns. Just grab them. I, and again, I don't know anything about this Earth or what is going on. But boy, you end up even you know Spider Punk himself. He's got such punk esque you know dialogue that's just it's so over the top, like just bad, like an after school special, like you said. And then Reary. When she's like, okay, I got my power back. I'm going to go and I'm going to tap into the computer system here. She kind of touches the screen, brings up something, and then says, I don't get, I'm not going to get everything, but let me see. And I, I can imagine, again, you said, let's put the black sites. This is me in my black site place where I type in bases. These are one stop shops for totalitarian. She, she ends up the way that she explains the stuff. After saying she's not going to get much information, it's so over the top. Right. Just nonsense. Even if it presented it to her in direct text, she wouldn't have time to read it all. 
But she knows everything. She knows everything about this whole place, about the whole plan. One-stop shops for totalitarianism, a whole network dedicated to spying on citizens, re-educating psyops and experimentation on folks Osborne deemed too loud or troublesome for his regime. Like, you just said a lot about, like, where do you get it? Where are you embellishing this? Is this something or does it say that so stupid? And they're like, all right, you know what this means? The band's going on tour. High five. I'm like, really? And so with that, then. Yep, that's that's our new premise is that, yes, they're the spider band. We see a tour poster. I guess this is just in his mind. It's in his mind, but it is funny what you pointed out. So it lists all the locations, which I guess it would make sense if these are all the locations of the black sites because the locations they just saw. So it lists like, I guess it lists Washington, D.C. twice, actually. The first one says Washington, D.C., but the last one also says Washington, D.C. I don't know know where where they're even starting from. Don't know. It's it must be New York. Is what it is. So but they're yeah, going they're on in New tour, York. And then we cut to <laughs> the, the other f- folks are rebuilding the community center by carrying like boxes of junk. But I mean, this community center, again, was vaporized. It's been reduced to its constituent atoms. There's nothing left. But somehow these punks are going to fix it with some duct tape and well, some bond. Yeah, well, that's what you're doing. Cody Ziegler tries to play this off in something that would make any sense. They ended up just. Pretty much getting if it wasn't for Riri, they're they're dead, right? Dead. Right. Now, what what about these guys who are just up a floor? Like it, where were they at that <laughs> point? Where they get also What floor? The, the the ten floors up should all be vapor. They should be done. They should so maybe they were out getting groceries or boxes of hammers and maybe some, I don't know, metal. And so you end up where they say and, and Hobie says, Listen, you guys stay back here. You can't go on tour because, you know. You can take on anything. That co- if anybody should, they're on top of a black site that people know of and we're going to get paid to go and do some. They're dead. There's no way. And he says, yeah. oh, you I mean, can fight them all. All weapons are still there. Now there's nothing even in the way of the weapons. They're just right in the open. He says, you guys can fight them off better than anyone. Well, if that's the case, where the hell was he when Taskmaster Craven showed up? Because if he's got, they could have just sat it out. They are going to die. This place is now a target and you're just saying yeah you rebuild it whatnot we're going to get off there i mean you're on top of a osborne black site that's now been revealed yeah, more hunters at least are going to come get you they're, they're going to end up killing them so it's just so that they can get going and then you know hey we have to play this deal of going on tour the band all this and hey and and also cody ziggler really really thinks that mother loving is like the hilarious thing he says it Mm. twice in this you know we're the mother loving spider band now it's the hey here's the mother loving spider van with the classic rock on the side but i also it's like the spider buggy but as a crappy old van it's stupid i I mean i hate to just say it plain out but it it is it's It's stupid and they're gonna get in this this is supposed to be the big deal where even Kamala the whole time is going, Spider Band, Spider Band. Now she goes, Spider Van, Spider Van, and I want to slap somebody. And then they load up the equipment because, again, they're not just going to stop black sites. They're actually, they say, going on tour. They're actually going to go, I, and I, I don't even for know. I Hobie, it kind of makes sense because, like, the guitar is his weapon. Yeah. He hits people with a guitar. I mean, he's strumming it up in this, too. He's all fired up. But, yeah, what are the others? I would say Riri plays the keys, keyboards, maybe it, key it guitar. It looks like Kamala has a bass guitar has, like, in the back bass, at one point. Yeah, or something there. I Just, what is this? What's going on? Also, uh, I, I was in a band, not to toot my own horn, as a uh-huh. Luke Hollywood would, but – 
uh, you don't load your amps on the roof of a van. <laughs> I don't care if you tell me you strap them on deck. If it rains, they're screwed. I mean, why are you doing this? Uh, why? Because of the look is what he's doing, but it's ridiculous. They're it's webbed silly. to the roof a, a little bit, so at least they're secure, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they might but, be yeah. secure, but you it rains once and it's done. I mean, you wouldn't Toyota do man. that. You have a van where you even only have one person in the bed. You have a whole You only back. have four people in the whole van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the one's on the roof. So what, what are you doing? And then so it's what else like, is in the van? What do you think's in the back there? All I snacks. don't know. A whole lot of weed. Too, yeah, really. I mean, it's like Cheech and Chong here. <laughs> They're also, not just edge, to point no. out, at one point, Craven, because everybody has to yell out that they're in a band or whatever. He's like, I'm going to take your skin and use it for my bass drum. I'm like, what's going on in this book? This book is awful. And the first issue sold well. Oh, but on, on the last page, we get another punk reference. They say, hey, ho, let's go. It's like the first one here in this issue. You have to quote the Ramones then. And like I said, other things throughout this is more warriors. More of a 80s, early 80s hip hop type of deal with that. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for Flash Thompson to show up and it's Grandmaster Flash Thompson. I think that he would go. But again, <laughs> that would, would that be better? Would that oh, be yeah. okay? That'd be much See, better. I just thought of that right there. And this is, it's, it's not original in something that should be and could be. And you're not doing, this is like we said about Iron Fist. You end up having these characters that I just, I loathe. I would not want to hang out with them. They annoy me. They end up, there's nothing punk Mm. about this. There's just nonsense. And all Cody Ziegler seems to want to do is brag about his Spotify playlist. How about do some writing? Stop (laughs) with your stupid playlist, your songs. You got me distracted. Of course, now now all I want to see is Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. (laughs) Yeah, that would be Grandmaster Flash Thompson and the Furious Five. You would have amazing. Yeah, and then you have Robbie Reyes in there, and he's on the wheels of steel. It works out. Nice. I mean, we could just keep that going with That would be this. so much better than this. That's what we need. But now. what we get we're next in now. Washington, D.C., we're going to get the Kingpin. Kingpin. And, of course, Kingpin will show up. Look at me. I'm the capitalist. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. I, here's the thing. If Kingpin is not a uh-huh. record company exec, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I think that that's what he's going to be. And he's, he's just, just going to yeah. be there and he's like, sign on the dotted line. He'll have stupid words and stuff there. Oh, my gosh. I, again, they have a sticker on the side of their van that says rock to go with this poster. They had punk and the first one. Also, they have such they have great sticker that other says stickers, punk. punk and tank or something. And, you know, a weird deal for a. Goblin kind of jack-o'-lantern type, jack-o'-lantern bomb type deal you know like yeah, that the license weird... plate says fnsm for friendly neighborhood friendly spider-man Man. spider-man yeah i i could come up with another thing if you give me a second of what that in that first one's an f something uh <laughs> definitely uh you know f now spider-man saying uh, what would you give this oh it's, it's not a good book there's the the characters are they all need slapped uh the plot doesn't exist the events happen for no particular reason except that they need to get to the next thing. I'm sure there's some people who like this art style. I'm not one of those people, so I don't even like looking at the pictures. It, it's They're doing an, an indie underground comic zine kind of a look. It's it's not my thing. Some people might like that. That's the only thing I can say in this book. Some people might be into that part. But for me, this is a 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10 for me too. And I think it, it you can tell Cody Ziegler's trying too hard. But not trying enough. He doesn't have any story structure at all or anything. This is just one long fight. How can that be confusing? And then 
Oh, I mean, we talk about the funny dialogue. It's over dialogue as well. I mean, the the art, which I, I like it a little more than you, but what does the art have to do except throw a shield, throw a fist as they just spout off nonsense dialogue that does? Again, you don't need to give me the idea of, oh, that doesn't sound like the normal test because this is a different yeah, earth. But I'm fine with them sounding different from the regular ones, but not like this. And it doesn't give them their own personality. It gives them a homogenized Cody Ziegler this personality. Person, Cody Ziegler deal. I'm waiting for sentient sandwiches to show up. I, this guy does not understand pacing, progression, and transition at all. He thinks that he's hilarious. Uh, here's a spoiler. He's not. And this just is, it, it comes off as cringe, annoying to the extreme, right? To the extreme. That's what we need. We, we need some extreme, more of that. Extreme, yes. And he's not even going with what would be the motif of this, of the spider punk deal. It's just him just not even trying, it seems, but I guess he is. It's, it's nonsense. He's terrible. He shouldn't be writing anything at a big two company deal he's awful he's an awful writer and just stick to whatever the hell a cartoon that he was on or whatnot i hope he hears this and maybe he'll take my advice because i don't need any of this crap anymore and (sighs) you end up doing this stuff because even this then that miles deal the what if that he started out and that's him doing why is this guy getting work like this he's terrible he doesn't deserve it but three out of ten one of the worst things that we've ended up reviewing now twice since we, me and you have started talking together. It's that bad, but <laughs> you could laugh at it and then think, man, I wish we had Grandmaster yeah. Flash Thompson and the Furious Five. That, that would be pretty cool, right? That would be some cool it. things. What happened if that ends up like in the foot? Would you think that that was bulk? Like, he listened and changed things. Like, there's a big delay and all of a sudden you have <laughs> would, that. Then I'm like, it would make me think. It would give me pause. Uh, that would be yes. weird. That would like, be huh. very weird. But hmm. there you go. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Venom Lethal Protector number two. That is mine as well. What is your gem of the week? Or My the gem book? of the week from Venom Lethal Protector is Eddie Brock himself for not killing, killing Dallas, at least not yet, not killing Humbug, and only accidentally killing Blood Spider. Yeah. I mean, did he kill him or did Blood Spider kill himself? Uh, I'm going to go with, again, Humbug. Humbug, Humbug is my sure. favorite. The idea that he... He's just sad. <laughs> He's like, just kill me, whatever. They took my money, whatnot. And actually was able to get to the heart of an Eddie Brock. So I did like that. What is your cover of the week? My cover of the week, I'm going to give it to Spider-Punk number two. It has this kind of d- black light, glow-in-the-dark, very dynamic look at, at Spider-Punk fighting Taskmaster. And I wish the rest of the book lived up to that cover because it's a cool cover. And the cover is by Takashi Okazaki and Rico Renzi. So it is good a, work on a that guy. Cool cover. I kind of wish that you went a little punk on those covers. That looks more like a I don't know, like a day glow eighties type. Yeah, almost like a yeah heavy metal on you'd see on the side I, of the van. I kind of I know that you know they've done things like it before with the hip hop covers and things like that. But maybe you could have even had covers that kind of emulated some big punk albums and things like that. Mm, would be kind of cool. Even though I will tell you, punk album covers. Not always the greatest. <laughs> they don't want to be the greatest of that, but no. it's kind of a shame. Only the man has good graphic design. Exactly, yeah. I'm going to go my cover of the week. I believe that I'm going, and I'm trying desperately to find out who did it because I don't want to throw shade at them or at least not give them credit, but I'm going to go Fantastic Four. 
I thought that that cover it's by Kafu, so I'm glad Ooh, because I like saying that. Yeah, that was uh, Doctor Doom fighting the Cormorant, right? Yep, I thought that was pretty cool. It it ended up kind of giving you the idea of what might actually be worthwhile in that issue, <laughs> which we did like. But yeah, the Venom Lethal Protector cover was good too. But yeah, that, no, a lot yeah. of good covers this week. So you have that. No Alex Ross and the things I don't believe that we were talking about. So I couldn't no go Adams, with my no standards. Alex Ross, so, right. Yeah, we didn't have those. But <laughs> with all of that, hope everybody enjoyed. Listening, if you want to get more, you can go over to the Patreon, help us for all the yeah, uh, podcasts and, and on hey, the feed. If feed. I can throw in the plug here, if folks who've been looking for some X Men coverage, I've been starting that up with uh, our old buddy Chris, who, you know, from the Chris and Reggie podcast. So one of those is already out on the feed, and there's more on the way. So if you want X Men coverage from Weird Science, here it comes. Yep. Yeah. That's coming. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, and you can get us talking this week on our Patreon spotlight. We ended up doing. Fantastic Four and Thor. This week, some big things. I yelled at Jason a lot. Just a little. Thor yeah, lost a little my. I still can't talk. I lost my voice, so I'm going to have to relax a little after this. But with all that, to go to our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. So all of that going on, check out the X-Men stuff. And just as a little aside, since we're throwing it out there, we also have a DC podcast and the manga one. You can just look up Weird Science comics manga all that you'll you'll find us somewhere but with all of that that is it for this week do you have the list of next week i i, I have look not at looked it. ahead no. yeah i was looking a little and there's a bunch of issues we'll be dealing with the i think we have a spider-man oh, but oh, again we'll have issues we have to yeah we have to you know these delays and things i don't know what is accurate or what but we'll we'll, we'll do some things we'll be doing things next week But with that, what do you say at the end of this here podcast? What we say is have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And go read some damn comics. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.